Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Austin. And my name's Ian. And welcome to the Stompbox situation. So today we talked a lot about the future of the podcast and specifically why we're doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, Ian and I are both gear fanatics. We love gear. We almost obsess, 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 obsess about it. You know, I'm either playing guitar or working on a song or on reverb. Trolling for the next year. Trolling for the next year. 2017's best delay pedal. Exactly. So this podcast (laughs) is an incentive for us to, you know, learn more about pedals, um, educate in the process. Not only ourselves. Not only ourselves, but also maybe you guys. Hopefully you guys. Hopefully you guys. That's the main goal. Mm -hmm. Or different applications of a pedal. You know, what if you put the OCD on a... An acoustic what happens yeah exactly you know or could we use uh delay for a, you know just a simple country song you yeah know, a good old carbon slap. copy mxr yeah mm-hmm. and so today we talk a little bit about all of this yeah and we go into some different things ranging from just why we're doing this podcast to mm-hmm. things that make us laugh or things that make us upset when it comes to Mm -hmm. pedals things on our mind and you'll find that you know most of our podcasts will be demoing pedals but today um was a talking one i've Mm -hmm. got an injured finger um so i wasn't able to play (laughs) uh which is quite funny Mm -hmm. and um we'll go over this we go over the schedule for the podcast mm -hmm. you know later on i believe near the end and we'll also be posting them about the schedule on our Instagram and everything. Yeah, so check us out on Instagram, Stompbox Situation. Um, Sundays will be the days where we'll release more like talking episodes, mm-hmm. but that'll be less frequent than us demoing pedals. So mm-hmm. went through some different things. We'll think you'll enjoy the conversation and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah. You know, we want to hear we, and let us know what you want to see too, because mm-hmm. it's important to us. Um, this is for users by users. Mm-hmm. Not drug users. By consumers. But this is kind of like a drug. Yes. It's almost worse. Almost is. Let's get into it. You can help me answer this, Austin, but I think we're trying to give people more of a, a lens into the world of guitar nerds, mm. gear nerds, pedal mm-hmm. freaks, people who who love chasing down legendary tones. Gear sluts. Gear sluts. Yes. 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 Do you, do you read those? <laughs> no, no. What are, what's, you see that? What it's that? like a it's like a forum and then it's just like people talking about gear. And it's just called Gear Sluts. It's called Gear Sluts. Oh, that's wonderful. It's amazing. We should shamelessly plug our podcast on gear sluts into gear sluts <laughs> yeah so i guess you know that makes us gear sluts oh yeah yeah i was thinking with the podcast we would just talk about cool gear cool pedals cool guitars cool amps you know yes everything with just sick tone cool yes. tones yeah you know what i mean i agree austin and i were talking about this you know in the last few weeks just how there are some podcasts out there that 
you know, really cover some phenomenal topics, but we have yet to find one that spoke to us as gear mm-hmm. fanatics. Mm-hmm. Um, something more directed. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Something spe- more specifically geared toward pedals mm-hmm. and also something um, less restricted to some formula or schedule, mm-hmm. but we're going to, we're going to try and throw as much variety in there as possible while mm-hmm. still keeping the focus on pedals. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to share it with everybody. I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm Austin? excited on it. Yeah. I probably should introduce myself. Yeah. Let's well, do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Go, go ahead. You okay. go first. My name is Austin. I am a gear fanatic. I am obsessed with pedals and everything 60 cycles. How long would you say you've taken it seriously? Like yeah. what was, what point did you decide to yourself? Like this is a career. Mm. This is like mm-hmm. going to be my life. I think after I went to engineering school is when I thought everything kind of matters. And then I kind of took the tone serious, you know, mm. two or three years ago. Yeah. It's like you, you know? stop. There's a point, right? Where you stop seeing it as a skill you're learning and more it becomes like, and I noticed I had this at some point in my life in the last, I'd say probably two years, I had yeah. that switch flip for me where it was like, it became not a skill I'm learning, but an art form and something that's more, you know, that if taken really seriously, you know, you can do a lot of beautiful and amazing things with, but mm-hmm. it requires a, a level of seriousness, I think, to get yourself to a place of freedom where you can start to really create without a, um, many inhibitions or limitations. And I think mm-hmm. when you first start, for me, like you said, you just look at it like, oh, it's just like an electric guitar. This is just like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you put it on the same level as like, you know, it's more like sports a hobby. practice. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Or swimming or something, yeah. Like yeah. you said, a hobby. Yeah. What about you? Um, when when did you start taking this? Yeah. So guitar playing thing serious. That's a that's really it's a hard question. I mean, really I think a year and a half ago. Yeah, probably maybe even two years. But I just there was a moment where I just you know, I'd played bass since I was like 10 years old. I took lessons for probably seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And before that, I'd played trumpet and I'd played violin. So I'd you been played all... the trumpet? Not well anymore, obviously. What? I sound like a dying animal, but yes. Dude, what? <laughs> you didn't know that? No. What? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but this was like a short phase. So, right, I was in third or fourth grade and it was like, oh, that seems like it'd be something cool to do, right? So I mm-hmm. picked up a trumpet and I had one of those old school professors who mm-hmm. was like, when he wasn't a professor to me, because we were in elementary school, but was from a music school. And he was one of those guys who just took things so seriously that, you know, it's like if I accidentally bumped my trumpet on my stand, he'd be like, he'd bang his on the desk and be like, oh, is this really the way you want to treat your trumpet? And so it it pushed me, he was so intense, it pushed me away from that. That, that sounds almost illegal. Yes, definitely. He was <laughs> definitely breaking some laws. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, that, that pushed me away from trumpet. And I remember, you know, just, I got to a point in bass where uh-huh. I decided I was tired of playing alone in my rooms, tired of not being able to like, yeah, do much more than just accompany a guitar player or, mm-hmm. you know, um, a piano player or a drummer. And so I don't know, I, at some point I was teaching myself acoustic guitar in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And, and I think two years ago, I just 
flipped that switch and said, I really want to do something more spectacular than I'm doing with this. And I'm not going to get there through just being a bedroom player. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. My name's Ian, by the way. <laughs> I, you've already got my history, <laughs> but there's, there's my introduction. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the Stompbox situation and what we're going to talk about, mm. you know, yes. like what's the, uh, what do they call mission statement? Yes. What's yeah. the mission statement? What's of our vision? Stompbox situation. You know what I mean? I'll say what I think it is. And then you say what you think it is. And people, yeah. people can take what they'd like from it. It's, it's an attempt for us to channel some of our passions into a place where we want people to feel like they can come to nerd out with us. Mm. They can connect on the things they love and they can consume it in a way that isn't going on and watching a reverb rig rundown, which is, you know, you have to get on YouTube mm -hmm. and, and physically watch it. But we was it Andy from rig rundowns or from premier guitar? Yes. No, it's that oh, one oh, guy tone report. It's hi, I'm Andy. What is that tone report? I don't know. Did he just, he's the one who just partnered with reverb? Maybe. Oh, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Maybe that's Jim. No. I have no idea. We'll have to look that up. Anyway, sorry, what um, were you saying? Producer looked that up. Oh, wait, we don't have one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was just saying, you know, I, I think it's, it's really, we felt like we wanted people to be able to, on their ride to work, mm -hmm. or in this in-between moments in their day, maybe check out a pedal they wanted to hear a demo from, or they wanted to, you know, maybe listen to us talk about something in, you know, pedal history. But mm -hmm. I think we're trying to fill a gap that we felt was there um, in the podcast world. I agree. Because yeah. I think when, because Ian and I have listened to guitar podcasts in the past for a little bit, and we were struggling to find something that's a little more directed as of something along the lines of like, Today we're gonna demo the carbon copy from MXR, you know. Yeah. And they actually play the MXR instead of talking about, you know, how much JHS. What's his name? Uh, uh, Josh H. Scott. Josh H. I think that's Scott, where he gets the name too. Yeah. Loves cheeseburgers. Yes. You know what I mean? Which is. Which awesome. is which is great. Which that's, is fantastic yeah. because I love cheeseburgers and yeah, I who doesn't and like I cheeseburgers. Feel I share that same passion with Josh, uh -huh. as do I for his love of pedals, mm -hmm. and I love his pedals because they're fucking phenomenal, but I know what you're saying in the sense that we, we've, you know, Austin and I have, have just wanted to, you know, be able to click on an hour podcast mm -hmm. where someone says, today I'm, I'm reviewing, you know, the big sky from Strymon, mm -hmm. and you could listen to that maybe on your commute to work or to school mm. and you don't have to watch a video and you don't have exactly. to sit through a conversation that you maybe weren't looking for, yeah. you know, and not that again, there's anything wrong with that, but we want to keep it more focused. Mm -hmm. And, and I think you did a fantastic job at explaining to really the main root of our inspiration too, you know? Mm -hmm. So what, what are we going to do um, besides just review pedals that's a common question I've asked myself, <laughs> but, but <laughs> we, we are going to also talk about history in the world of pedals and guitar and mm -hmm. gear. 
And we're also yeah. going to cover in some special sessions at times how to capture or chase down some legendary tones. Yes. So or combinations of a couple pedals that you know are iconic. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So we're we're going to have iconic tone segments where we may say today we're checking out Layla by Eric Clapton and we're going to mm -hmm. cover how he got the tone in you know the final solo in Layla. Mhm. Mm um, or one day it might be how to get a, a great sound on an acoustic for a Taylor Swift song. But yes, we're going to keep a variety in there. Mm -hmm. That way it's not just pedals. Mm -hmm. And Ian and I were also talking about possibly having special guests come in. You know, Because yes. a lot of our friends are extremely musically talented. It'd be cool to see different kinds of tones and how, you know, they use their pedals, you know, in their style of playing. Yeah, ex you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as this develops and we see where it goes and and we hear from you guys what you want to hear more of and what you want to hear less of, mm -hmm. we will definitely be having special guests on and special podcasts that are that are going to really be more geared toward you know getting a window into like the life of a talented producer mm -hmm. or the life of someone who's a talented musician. Or some podcast might even be a tips and tricks from someone we feel, you know, yeah. could help you achieve a certain tone mm -hmm. or play certain guitar styles. So as we grow and develop, we, we hope to make it to that place with the podcast for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. We were just talking about earlier, Austin just got a new board rigged up. Oh, yeah. Just this week. Oh, yeah. Just this week. Yes. Oh, yeah. Austin, oh, yeah. you want to tell us a little bit okay, so about what you got going on? Here? I wish I could show you guys pictures, but... I can't. Yeah, we will get a video feed too. Yes. Eventually, so stay um, tuned. So I'm controlling everything with the One Control OC10, which is pretty cool. It has 10 loops. I believe one through seven is in series and eight through 10 is out of the series and I believe it's parallel, which is pretty cool because I like to run my reverbs and delays through that. But I kind of just hooked everything up. Before I was running everything from input of one pedal to the output of another pedal you know yeah most people's pedal boards right yeah. and i just thought like playing like all these gigs and stuff most some of the pedals that i have aren't true bypass so if you know if it goes down i go down so i wanted to get something that like kind of allows me to have a little bit more flexibility yes so i just finished hooking it yeah. up i got some new new pedals i got the timeline from strymon and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, so I apologize. Is it the Lele? I'm going to pronounce it wrong, too. Yeah, I'd say le Lele. Yeah. Le Lele. Lele seems lele. to make sense, but I've I've heard people say Lele. Lele. Uh -huh. that, that feels kind of better, but... but uh, Yeah, I apologize. But we all... But regardless of the pronunciation, I think everybody knows. Everybody knows what... Everybody knows yeah. what company yeah. you're talking about. If you're and, here right now listening to this, you know what... You know, you're bound to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I just got that. I just got the new volume pedal. And then obviously the OC10 and the timeline. And I think it's great. Oh, I'm powering everything with a combination of the Voodoo Lab Power 2 Plus and the Ohi um, R30 by Strymon, which is pretty cool. It's like the low profile. Yeah. And this pedal board, guys, we will put up some photos on our Instagram. Um, and also we will... Uh, when we have a video feed, we'll give everybody an inside look on this, on one of our podcasts. But, I mean, this pedal is beautiful, people. Believe me, this pedal board is like, 
what you would see in an ad, you know, in a guitar magazine mm. or what you see on those uh, posts that have 23,000 likes that are like, you know, you know, which pedal board would you choose? Austin's <laughs> is definitely one of those. And it's the Thanks, one I man. would choose. That's um, but it's, you know, it's awesome. We were just talking about earlier, the this Lele volume pedal. Mm-hmm. I've just been a little enamored with it because I'm trying to get a volume pedal myself mm-hmm. um, to experiment with some new sounds. And, and, you know, you were sharing earlier about the Ernie Ball, right? The Ernie Ball volume pedal is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's a standby for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, but, a, it's a great pedal. Yes. It's great. But yeah. you felt, right, or you feel like there, the, the immediate differences and similarities mm-hmm. that you felt were, um, I don't know, do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I feel like when I was using the volume pedal, um, well, to just to give you guys a little bit more background, I play in a band where I do a lot of swells, and I do a lot of, I guess, pad and ambience, and a little bit more soundscaping than I do actual guitar playing and licks. So... I do use the volume pedal a lot, and I found that switching between the... Um, let me grab it. Here we go. Oh, an example right here. I had the Ernie Ball volume pedal, and I just found that the the system of the pot and the string, you know, like, it works great, but it's one of those things where it's so... Like, check this out. Are you ready? Do you hear that? You probably can hear that. It's just so... Yeah, let's get that again one more time. Okay, one more. Oh, yeah. Okay, there it is. Oh, yeah. It's so freaking loud. <laughs> like, it's a great pedal. You can hear... It's like having a scratchy pot. Yes, know? yeah. You can hear a scratchy pot. Yes. Especially and... playing a lot of outdoor gigs, which is mostly what I do, you know? Yeah, and, 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 and especially... Even if it's something that other people aren't going to notice, I know as a guitar player... If you're hearing that sound the whole time, it makes for a miserable time, miserable mm-hmm. gig, and mm-hmm. it also will throw you off too, and and then yeah. you might not be as focused on playing. So, mm-hmm. incredibly important. But you know, and 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 so what's cool about this Lele too, which we were sharing just right before we we were recording, was like that it's incredibly sensitive to the point where you can you know you can just tap it and you'll get a response out of it so totally for someone looking for something more responsive more delicate the lele is definitely the choice and i know i'm saying lele lele switching back and forth someone let me know Mm -hmm. what the right one is someone will let us know someone will wreck us oh they'll wreck us they'll say who are these fucking who are these losers losers trying to pronounce (laughs) this pedal name yeah. The Lele uses something called a hull sensor instead of a string in a pot. Mm. So it's much more sensitive. And also you won't get the noise of like the string moving or the, you know, dirty pot. Yeah, you just we get a nice about. clean volume swell. You get the swell. clean swell. And the plus of that is obviously it's more responsive. You know, it's a little more sensitive. But that's also, that could be a downfall because... I find myself swelling sometimes on the Ernie ball or just doing stuff involving the volume pedal. It's like when you're driving your old car and you're really used to your old car, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm driving. It's kind of, you kind of have to push on it really hard, but I'm used to it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like when you don't have that power steering. Yeah. It it works. And in some ways 
there's a benefit to it yeah. sometimes. You uh-huh. feel more in tune with the car, in tune with yeah. the turn. You can kind of like grab really it a feel little bit. the mechanics of the car. Yeah. Where the where like if you're driving an Audi mm-hmm. or a German, you know, car that's like floating on the road, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of feels like you're driving a boat almost. Mm-hmm. It's it's every little touch of the wheel is going to send you left or right on the road. Totally. Right? Where yeah. your that's Mustang, perfect. it's going to take a real crank to like get mm-hmm. it around even just a right turn right yeah that that's yeah. a that's a fantastic analogy and i've yet to use this but i'm gonna we're gonna demo it obviously in the coming weeks but but uh i'll have to give my review too when i check it out yeah i'll have to kind of share what i think about it well it's kind of like one of those things where you could use like the old car analogy you know or you could do a thing where it's like you're so used to driving your car and then you drive your friend's car and then I always find whenever I drive somebody else's car, the first thing I always think of is like, wow, this is so sensitive. Mm. You know? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow, because your brakes a... are so touchy. Mm. That's how I feel right now with the new volume pedal because it just, it kicks in so early. Well, not so early, just earlier than what the, you know, Ernie ball would kick in. Yeah. When it would come into effect in like a noticeably amount of volume and also has 35 dB boost of gain, which is optional. You can... You know, do you keep that on generally, or um, I don't because I run everything into a buffer after I run through my pedals, and I'll turn it on if if I want to try to get a little more breakup instead of turning on my boost. Yeah, so would you, you know, get a little more? I could do that. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of an inconvenient spot, especially while playing to like. Because it's it's in the front of the volume pedal, you know. Yeah, so, so you're not going to have that option to really change it mid gig or mid song. Mid song, I guess you, you could, could change it in yeah. between, like yeah, songs and stuff. But I'd rather just have a boost. Yeah, it makes on a the lot board, more sense. You know? Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's a great feature, you know. Yeah, of course, kind of especially thing. especially just to have the option, and if you're recording, mm-hmm. especially to have the option, mm-hmm. you know, you could push the input, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Push the input a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, and I always find not everybody likes a boost or a clean boost. Okay, yeah. But I find that having some sort of buffer or booster or both mm. can add to your tone a lot and really kind of push what the amp has to offer, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've noticed, because you know, it's a cool feature, so if you don't have a buffer you don't have a boost, you could mm-hmm. pop that on and probably get a similar effect in some ways especially if mm-hmm. you're using that volume pedal to come out on some lead mm-hmm. which is less common but yeah. you know i think it would be a valuable feature yeah but that's where i'm interested in checking it out it's like i've been wanting to use a volume pedal for lead and slide to oh, add yeah. a lot of different effects to like mm-hmm. basically cutting out the sound you would hear of me plucking and and allowing me to capture some more vocal tones and i've only been able to play yeah. around with it with this terrible amp modeling vox pedal i have which we'll probably demo at some point <laughs> but it, it it allows me to use the volume pedal on that and it's just not great and it's not convenient and i it's not like having just a one on your board and so i mean i'm i'm yeah. interested to check this out because it might actually be the case that the ernie ball for the type of things i'm looking for less sensitive uh-huh. is going to be better but um you know we'll, we'll see about that oh boosts you were saying some people don't like boosts you know or don't find them necessary mm-hmm. a lot of people do is 
you know, like the Echoplex, like EP3, like yeah. those classic tape delays. Absolutely. You yeah. know, people will get something like the timeline that would offer a tape delay emulation, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. just get the EP booster from SPL, you know, those, those tiny little guys, and just run that in front of the timeline and keep it in the same chain. You That's know, interesting. Just I've, never seen, I've never seen that. Yeah. Because the EP booster is basically the preamp of the Echoplex. So it's, it's, I mean, it's really, yeah. And then, I mean, it really would give you what a, a sort of uh, an even better delay too, like mm. an even crispier delay. Or, yeah, it or just gets you more... closer to what, like the original, instead of like bringing, not everybody's going to have the luxury of bringing an Echoplex to a gig. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or being able to fund the repairs and, you know, cleaning of it. Yes, absolutely. When it, so when you can accomplish a out. similar thing by getting that yeah. preamp, running it into the timeline. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I've never heard of that. That's, yeah, that's a cool, cool little nugget of information. Yeah. So you heard it from Austin. Someone try that out. Let us know heard how it, it here works. First. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Stompbox situation. <laughs> Don't use it. It's uh, trademarked. Trademarked. It's ours. <laughs> um. So, but, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll do, obviously, all of Austin's board at some point. We'll do all of mm -hmm. my board. Mm -hmm. We're going to hope at some point we get sponsors and people who want to send us some stuff to. Mm -hmm. um, I would love that. Yeah. So, yeah. you I heard it here. Yeah. If you want to send us some gear to, to demo, mm -hmm. we'll do video. We'll do audio. We'll put it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Let us know. Hit yeah. us up on Instagram, Stompbox Situation. Send us a DM and, and just... You know, we'd be glad, yeah, glad, happy, super happy to yeah. take pedals and demo them for you. Oh, yeah. Because I love doing that anyways, you know? Yeah, we're doing it yeah. here anyways. You know, and that's also part of, you know, this first podcast, we wanted to really give people an idea what we want to do here and just give people a sense of who we are and how casual this is, although we take music and gear very seriously. And, mm -hmm. and I think Austin just now kind of hit on the point that like we felt like we were doing this anyways right we felt yeah. like we were already talking about we, gear this is all we talk about yeah literally yeah. when yeah. austin and i hang out this is all we talk about it was mm -hmm. all we do when we're not together is pretty much play our gear or look at new gear that we want to play mm -hmm. or work on music and we just thought why not just put some mics in the room for two or three hours and see what happens so mm -hmm. you know i think that's also you know just a, a, a major reason why we're here doing this you know and mm -hmm. i hope that you guys as listeners connect with that, especially being people who are probably very similar to yeah. us. You know? And I mean, on my side too, I want to learn more about pedals and the pedal companies. You know what I mean? Like I'm not the master of pedals. Yeah. Neither you know? of us here so, are experts for sure. Yeah. And I, and I'm in the same boat where I'm, I'm using this podcast, not only to help bring the community together, mm -hmm. have another forum and spot for people to come together and talk about pedals and share yeah. with one another. Yeah. But also, in, I'm you. You know, I think Austin and I are both doing this in a little bit of a selfish way, where it's it's like we get to mm -hmm. learn more and maybe even become experts in the process on pedals, mm -hmm. and and like you said, get to know the the company owners, the people making them, yeah, the reasons why they're special, and yeah, it's not just going to be like, hey, you know, we're going to demo this so you know the cheapest phase you can get for a good you know, for that's going to do the job or, mm -hmm. oh, here's a mid-priced flanger. Flanger? Oh, wait, is it, what is it again? 
So Austin and I have this. Austin, maybe you explain it. One time Ian and I were hanging out and he said, what'd you say? Flanger? He said uh, it's flanger. It's so painful. I can't yeah, revisit he was, it. He was leaving. He was like, oh, I mean, I might get like a new flanger. Yeah, flanger. Or something like that. And I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up. I can't do that to him. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it was like one of those things Austin's like, nah, we're new enough friends. We're like, I don't want to be that guy right now. Yeah. Like, but then we come back together. We come, yeah, we hang and out And we're again. hanging out with a mutual friend who we both have known much longer than we've known each other. Mm-hmm. And I say it again. Mm-hmm. Flanger, right? Flanger. Flanger. Flanger, yeah. And this friend's like, dude, what did you, like, what? What did you, yeah. How did you just say that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Austin turns to me. He's like, yeah, by the way, I just didn't tell you the other day, but that's just, not how you pronounce I, it. I didn't do it. <laughs> You couldn't break my heart. Yeah. I understand. It's like saying Pazer. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know? I was going to say Fosser, but... Fosser. It I is. Got, I got the Pazer 100. Oof. You know? Oh, it's... That's painful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's... The worst part is... I've been saying that since <laughs> I'm... I was 12, at least... I've been pronouncing it that way for years and no one's ever said to me, I mean, countless people I've played with, no one's ever said it to me once. Like, hey, dude, that's not how you... Well, I mean, to be fair, you say it so confidently that I question myself. That's wonderful. That is the best thing. That's like, (laughs) I could only hope to achieve that level of confidence in all areas of life where you can just deliver the wrong pronunciation and have someone else question themselves themselves and mm-hmm. their own education yeah that's true it's mm-hmm. true power that is yeah you said it and i was like wait is it flanger like am I, have i been saying it wrong uh that's too funny but so you know you're gonna hear that word pronounced in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. stick um, around for that mainly as an inside joke just so mm-hmm. you know a little flanger a little, little flanger flanger action that reverb <laughs> Which I'm sure some British guy says reverb. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, to bring it back to what we're talking about a little bit, about why we're here, it it's really, you know, we want to give people more than the, the simple pedal rundown. We don't mm-hmm. want it to just be like... It's not like an it's not an ad for the pedals. Yes, we don't you know, want it to be exactly. We're not, not we're not doing a three minute ad to sell yeah. a, sell people's it's, pedals. It's not a reverb ad of look how cool this pedal is. It's yeah. about like how you could use the pedal kind of thing and you get to learn a little bit about the company's background. I find that stuff interesting. Yeah, I do least. know what you mean. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. you know and that's exactly um what we're going to do on our Sunday podcast. So we'll be releasing podcasts different days of the week. Mm-hmm. And corresponding with those days will be different styles of effects mm-hmm. and we'll we will slowly reveal like what those days are and we will have sort of announcements leading up to the to our to each new podcast we release letting people know or teasing you know at like what what it's going to be this week so mm-hmm. um but for sundays we've decided when we do those podcasts we're going to talk just more about we're going to do something similar to this and talk mm-hmm. more about history and exactly what you're talking about which is like more of the behind the scenes with the with the pedal industry yeah. and also the history behind it because we we both feel like that doesn't get 
covered at all, mm -hmm. you know, and you hear a lot of people talk about pre-CBS this, pre-CBS that. Yeah. Oh, here's a 50s Gibson. Here's an original, you know, mm -hmm. stop piece, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think you don't hear a lot of people saying, oh, check out this, you know, original pedal I have from 1972 and it was made by this guy and he used mm -hmm. this chip and I think we want to dig more into that, right? Yeah. That's what yeah, I want to yeah. do. No, I want to do that too. I was going to say, also look into more boutique pedal companies, you know, because, you know, everybody knows Strymon, MXR, JHS, you know, JHS, Wampler, Wampler, Earthquaker, you know. Er, yep. What about those like... Diamond is even pretty popular now. Diamond's pretty popular. All those kind of guys. Full Tone's popular now. Yeah. Yes. You know, like the boutique pedal shops where there's maybe only a couple guys. Yeah, working. we wanna we wanna yeah. shine some light on on guys who don't get looked or pedal pedal companies that don't get looked at enough. Because there's a lot of guys out there making great pedals mm -hmm. and they don't have the hype or the budget or maybe even the branding that puts them in the position that like jhs is in or mm -hmm. someone who's really got a foot a full brand head to toe yeah like and a foot in the door you know mm -hmm. developed and and just worked out i mean like i use a pedal and uh, an overdrive that we'll review called um the creme brulee by a company called tone bakery mm -hmm. and they're not even boutique um they're they're really just a small pedal company um and that thing is a Klon clone, and it pulls out some of the mm -hmm. best OD tones I've ever had consistently all day, high gain, low gain. I can use it as a clean boost. Mm -hmm. And that is pedal that... cost me $90, got it on Amazon, and, and it yeah. was one of those things that was a bit of a whim, took a bit of a, a kind of bet on it, just read a couple of reviews. But mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's pedals like that that have made me rethink, you know, like rethink buying those pedals that are hyped up as here's the best mm -hmm. here's the you know this one's got the best circuitry this one's got the best tone this one's got many you know the best mm -hmm. options i don't know i think something like that that pedal it has really um made me rethink mm -hmm. I like, agree. like what pedals are really cool to me too also mm -hmm. you know like are you buying the sound or are you buying the name yes you know what i mean yeah yeah thing. thank you for that yeah because i was having a hard time putting it into words but i think that's exactly what it is right and i realized for me i've engaged in a lot of buying the brand as mm -hmm. a guitar player and a musician and i know for me in this podcast i think i want to and i think austin does too i can almost maybe speak for him is like we want to fight against some of that a little bit mm -hmm. you know even though like, you know, if you saw Austin's board, he's got a couple Strymons. It's like, mm -hmm. they're phenomenal pedals. There's nothing wrong Amazing. with that. But but we want to shine some light in some other corners. Because mm -hmm. everybody already knows that. And not everybody can spend $500 on a reverb, you know? Yeah. Just, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't be where I'm at without the Strymon. Exactly. Without the Big Sky. Exactly. Kind of thing. Well, you know, and I think that's the type of people we are. Or you, it's the give and take. I think a lot of people are always trying to say, well, this is better than this. Mm -hmm. This, you know, Gibson V Fender, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I just feel like it misses the point of mm -hmm. like music and guitar playing sometimes. And it's not even really that great of an argument or yeah. a conversation to have. It's like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, Gibson's great. And the truly experienced guys will say it. Gibson's great if you're 
doing this specific thing on a recording and then you might want a fender this time mm-hmm. you might want mm-hmm. a semi hollow for a live show or you might want yeah. a different pedal board live than in your studio and i think mm-hmm. a lot of people are always trying to say black and white this is the best this is the worst this one's mm-hmm. better that's worse and mm-hmm. i think we're here to shake some of that up yeah but so like so for example i have a couple phasers i have they're both older i believe i have an mxr phase 100 and it's i believe in like the early 2000s which isn't like super old but for the lifespan of a pedal that's kind of a long time yeah absolutely yeah. and i have an old mutron phaser i love that one yeah it's, it's beautiful that's pedal. A cool one yeah it's it's on his last last leg but that's almost the cool thing about it you know what i mean yes for sure yeah you you get a different you get your own unique mutron phaser out of yeah. it um as unique as that already is in itself mm-hmm. yeah yeah it kind of gets this warbly tape decky yeah. thing going on austin's gonna demo it for us at some mm-hmm. point but so you'll hear it but that's an ex, that's a interesting one for it's sure a cool one yeah but yeah you've got a couple different phasers right like you were saying yeah. and and I was gonna say, like, with the Mutron, that's that's breaking down quite often. You know, you get a lot of scratch from it, and oh, sorry, and it almost seems like the phaser is reacting in triplets, which is interesting. But that's kind of cool. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. I have this, I have this phaser that can do triplets. <laughs> yeah. And it was never intended to do triplets, yeah. which is the best it's part. Super right? weird, and I think I don't know. I have. On my board right now, a Phase 100, and it's fairly old. I don't know, maybe like know, 15 years or so kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, I have an MXR envelope filter, which is like the size of, right, just a small MXR box, like a, any of their, mm-hmm. you know, like their standard micro amp or their compressor. Yeah, their standard yeah. ones. And that one's from probably, I think, 75 or 76, whenever they're making yeah. it. I don't know the specific year, but... Mm-hmm works fantastic right and it's yeah. battery driven or it's mm-hmm. it's battery powered and you know like you're saying they're 30 plus years old now and it's mm-hmm. still fucking phenomenal it's still phenomenal still chugging pedal yeah and i think there's um like a lot of people would go out and buy you know especially because of john mayer now a lot of people who were mayor heads you know watched a couple of things he did with the dead or they heard you know his auto wah on rosie or his uh, envelope filter, right? Uh, and so everybody went out and they got a Qtron. But uh, it's like, you know, I think yeah, they could have just got an MXR envelope filter. You know, $60 used rather mm-hmm. than $200 or $300 for a Qtron or a Qtron Plus or a vintage Mutron, which I just bought myself. Yeah. But I waited a while for it's it. It's so worth it, though. Oh, it's so worth it. You but I, I, mean? I was happy I did the intermittent step. You know, and I guess yeah, I'm just making that point. I think it. I encourage people, make that intermittent step. You know, like Austin, he's got an older phase. He probably got it for cheaper because of it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a killer MXR phase 100. A lot of people have them, but it's still doing the job. My it's MXR envelope it. filter still does the job mm-hmm. 30 plus years later. And so just don't be afraid to look a little cheaper, look a little more discounted or look in some different places, people, mm-hmm. because I think... I know all of you because I'm the same person. I get on Reverb and I just I yeah. I Google yeah. or I, I Google. I Here's what I do. I open a tab and I say 2017 best delay effects. Yes. And then I'm looking at some I list that. that some dude who just like me. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. We got a, a little mic cable pole. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're back. Got well, too excited yeah. here. I think I was salivating. Yeah, we're back. Okay. Anyways, yeah, 2017. You know, you you, you best delay pedals. Del- I did that. And then you got the top ten. Yeah. And it's some guy who does he really know better than us or than the next yeah. guy? Who or is knows? that just his preference? Guitarpedal.com. Yeah. Pedalreport.org. Mm-hmm. You know, pedallovers.net. Pedal porn. There, you know, there's. It's like the, you'll get like then you know pages and pages of all these top ten lists, and then you're like, mm, I'm gonna see which ones are the most common. Then you get it. Then you pull up Reverb. Then you look it up. Then you're looking for a used pedal. And I just mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. we've all been there, right? Mm-hmm. I did it yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And 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 sometimes you buy a pedal you regret getting, and I think we've all been there too. Yes. Because you're so amped on the man getting speaks the, the truth. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, yeah. I'm just, I'm just speaking from personal experience of, of being that, that person who then regrets it mm-hmm. or maybe feels like I didn't make the most educated choice because I was so busy trying to get on the hype train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that's just an important thing to, to pay attention to. Like, are you hopping on the hype train? Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, are you buying the brand or are you looking for the sound? Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. Like, for example, I impulse bought a Crunchy Frog from T-Rex. Yes. Yeah. It, which sounds is, great. It sounds great. It's currently way. on my board right now. <laughs> so to rebuttal Ian's statement, impulse buying that, I thought it was great. Exactly. I was on and eBay and I was like, like, oh, 50 bucks? Yeah. Exactly. Why not? And, I'll just get it. And so, yeah, you're right. There, There is the other side of it, for sure, where I did the same with the Tone Bakery one. Mm-hmm. I was trying to save money, really. I yeah, was it's trying. A great pedal. It, it's amazing. It, yeah, to me, it sounds like any tube screamer tone I ever need. And so, like, I've been looking at the JHS Foot Fuzz to go like a little more intense mm-hmm. if I want to do a little more uh, distortion. But is that the? They have like a mini Foot one? Fuzz. They they probably make a bigger version of it, but they have like a mini one that's like the size of like this guy right here. Your I think that's your. Is like, that your buffer or that's just my a junction box? A junction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your junk it's like the size of that junction box. It's mm-hmm. like the size of an MXR mini phase, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And it's a foot fuzz and it's just like I think volume and like level of fuzz. Hmm. And it's just super simple. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, it's like now I can make that addition, but I made that initial impulse buy, just like you did, mm-hmm. and it turned out to be fantastic. You know, I didn't regret it. But you know, I think there's a balance, right? Like, in that moment, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've definitely impulse bought and regretted it too. Yeah, you know, no, I impulse and buy and regret all the time. When yeah. I was in Nashville, I impulse bought a old VibroChamp. Oh, that's where the VibroChamp came where from. The, yeah, I was in Nashville, bought the VibroChamp, had it shipped back here to good old California. Good old California. It's, it's been broken ever since. I basically have this, you know thousand dollar box after repairs and shipping and everything thousand dollar yeah fender box fender box but it's it, a really nice leather covered box it is and it looks really good you know it definitely adds to the I think vibe of the room yeah but you know but it's it's like to have a thousand dollars to have a great aesthetic now mm-hmm. not worth it right and, and and oh boy oh no we got all sorts of yeah we got Oh no, it's all me. Sorry folks. 
keep hitting this cable. Um, first time podcaster. <laughs> um, and I was saying, I, I bought the Fibrochamp, right? I was at the store, I was playing, and I was like, oh, wow, this sounds great. I'm just going to get this. So I got it, paid for the shipping to come back to California, and then once it came in, I got a lot of issues with it. Mm. It's one of those things I was saying before, like, not everybody has... Like, I, don't, I, I don't even have the luxury of using vintage gear for consistent gigs. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I, yeah. can't, I can't keep up with the repairs for it. Yeah, man, I hear you on that. And the reliability of it. Yeah, and it's also one of those things where, like you said, you weren't maybe as educated as you are now to check totally, out some yeah. things about the amp. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the life of being a guitarist, I guess, too, is right. You're lear- I mean, we all learn mm-hmm. from those experiences. When you buy the amp, you learn, okay, next time I need to do more research, right? Mm-hmm. Or I need mm-hmm. to maybe do a, a more thorough playthrough or something. And now you know what to look for probably yeah. more than you did before. Yeah. I definitely relate to your frustration with buying something and feeling like it's a waste or like you can't even really use it, right? I mean, I, like I've had that with some pedals and I hope you guys laugh at me for this because I deserve it. I looked up, oh, you know, same stupid thing, tab, top mm-hmm. 10 cheapest or most affordable ODs or ODs, whatever, right? Yeah. And I fucking landed on a Joyo one one of those like joyo pedals from china and it literally worked once and then the next time i plugged it in it didn't work and everybody's like oh it's only like twenty dollars like it's gonna resemble like a tube screamer like you won't regret it and i definitely regretted it Mm -hmm. so i mean it's a it's definitely a different thing than a thousand dollar amp but yeah well we all have that impulse buy yeah it's like you see a guitarist that you like maybe playing through the joyo and then you think, oh, fuck, I got to get a Joyo. Literally. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think I wouldn't own a Gold Top Les Paul if it weren't for Dwayne Betts. Yes. Because I saw him play after having been one of those people who was kind of always on the fence about Les Pauls and mm-hmm. Gibsons. Like, always like, nah, what's the hype? Mm-hmm. And I watched him melt face. And then I watched uh, Luther Dickinson, or mm-hmm. Dick, maybe it's Dixon. Sorry, Luther. Um, <laughs> go on stage with North Mississippi All-Stars and rip uh-huh. on a multitude of Gibsons, Les Pauls and 335s. And I walked away from that show completely bought into the voodoo of the Les Paul and the Gibson. And mm-hmm. that's when I bought one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've all been there too, been like there. you said. But if I it agree, wasn't for John Mayer, I wouldn't have gotten Strat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, what's the Fall Out Boy guy said, um, that John Mayer single-handedly made the Strat cool again. Mm. He said that in the early 2000s, I think, which is completely true. I mean, he really did. I don't think the Strat would have had its sort of revival as a cool guitar if it weren't yeah. for John. Think about yeah. it. Nobody else plays a Strat, especially from that era, late 90s, early 2000s. Can't believe that's an era now. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, I think the art of electric guitar is dying. Yeah, okay, people well, talk, well, let's talk about dying? that. Yeah, let's talk about that. Do you think it's a dying art? I, I've, I know, you think? I've heard people say that. Like, and I, it wasn't, I think someone kind of like appropriated some Clapton quote. Maybe some other people had seen this where he mm-hmm. said like electric guitar is dead or maybe it was like Joe Bonamassa or somebody of that level had said something like that. I want to say it was Clapton. We've also heard that from a couple guitar, ex-guitar own, like company owner, like people who had been involved in Fender, people who had been involved in mm-hmm. Gibson. I feel like there's been some guys in the realm saying, you know, guitar is dead, guitar is dead. And I don't want to agree 
but I, I think I, I could agree either. Yeah, but I think I could, right I could, in a nuanced way, say I agree to some level, right? Like I agree to some point that mm-hmm. certain parts of it that are dying, mm-hmm. but but to say like, oh, that's hard. I think the consumerism is dying a little bit. Like people aren't out buying guitars anymore, right? It's like. Mm-hmm. They, you'd go buy guitars like a Christmas present for a kid and then he'd yeah. end up like not using it but it was more like that's why you went to buy a Fender or a Gibson or something and yeah I think that's dying you know but I think like more than ever there's a lot of people who wanna play electric guitar you mm-hmm. know well if you think about the times of you said the 50s yeah if you think around that that era versus the tools that we have now for production is insanely different yeah you know what i mean absolutely so, like all the stuff you could do in the computer after the fact yeah so do you insane. do you feel like it's dying because of that maybe not dying just slowing down because i think music will eventually circle back around mm. it's slowing down because of all the stuff you can do in the computer that's where i definitely agree i don't agree with the fatalist sentiment that again i've heard some like guys in the guitar industry say where it's like oh, electric guitar is dead. It's like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. fatalist. Maybe it's not even playing guitar, but I feel like certain true artistry or musicianship is dying. That's kind of what I feel a little bit. Or or it's it's like you said, it's slowing down. It's it's like dormant. Because I think it's so easy nowadays, like you said, to to like put your guitar into time if you're slightly out of time on Mm -hmm. a program. And you can put your voice into Mm -hmm. tune and you you can basically make yourself as good as someone who would have had to be who would have had to have been that good mm-hmm. who put the time in 1953 yeah like yeah you know i was thinking i was listening to isaac hayes the other day mm-hmm. and and i was listening to by the time i get to i think it's called by the time i get to phoenix um someone's gonna fucking rail me on that one but i probably fucked the name up mm-hmm. but it's like a 15 minute song or 16 minute song and i was just thinking like nowadays you would have someone play drums for like a minute and you'd probably just pull the drums across the whole 15 minutes mm-hmm. especially if he's playing the same drum beat right mm-hmm. and i was just thinking about like that guy back in the day would have had to been able to hold that time signature down for the whole band and do it for 16 minutes and not mess up in one take and now mm-hmm. people don't ever have to get that good right people don't ever have to get to the point where they can do a killer perfect one take and I know there are thousands or thousands of studio guys out there and mm-hmm. professional musicians who really care and love the craft and still are that good, right? But I think there's a lot of younger guitarists and people who are coming up now who are able to cut some corners in a way that, I don't know, make me make me wonder about where musicianship's going. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about in the 80s when drum machines became a huge thing. Think of all the session drummers from the 70s and 60s, you know? Exactly. You could just buy a Lindrum. You exactly. can buy an 808 or a 909 or... Yeah, and it's the same thing now. So, like, instead of... And this is kind of my point, right? Like, instead of, you know, somebody really, you know, fleshing out some fucking great solo mm. and doing, like, 50 takes on it and listening through them and, you know, picking one take, it's like, nowadays you can not have that ability on demand Mm. to just whip out a solo you could like piece it together 
and adjust all the places where you're maybe not that good. And I just, and I see that it's like, you know, kind of what you're talking about with the drum machine. It's like, you can kind of just, you know, you don't like even, you know, we're recording, you and Sean were recording the other day and I was hanging out and watching and you don't need to bring in strings, you know, you mm -hmm. just have a plug-in. You don't need to bring in a keyboard player because you guys can play keyboard. Yeah. You don't need to bring in a drummer because you have killer drum patches and you can bring in a, you know, you can just do it we on the keyboard. Draw MIDI. You can play bass. You can, you don't even, Sean mm -hmm. doesn't even really need you. I mean, mm -hmm. he does and he doesn't, right? But so I think that's where I just have noticed like it, it's killing some of the musicianship that's built off of like mm -hmm. needing those different people and those components and those skill levels to be at a level of mastery not mm -hmm. a level of like kind of mastery or like a level of uh, like a hobby level skill i don't know mm -hmm. i mean maybe i'm ranting a little bit i just well no i think you know you're making the point of mastery and level of skill can be definitely altered i can nudge a vocal all day and make it sound like the vocalist was in the pocket the whole track yeah so you exactly and you never have to say to her mm-hmm you need you need to be like five cents sharper, which mm. is a really hard thing to do. You know, Sean pointed out at the we were watching a movie the other day, a musical, mm -hmm. um, Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson, the new one, right? Okay, yeah. And he just pointed out back in the day she would have had to been a killer actress and a killer singer, mm -hmm. and nowadays you don't. You could just be one or not even really either, right? Because there's so much, like I couldn't hear it because I'm not trained for it, but. But it's all auto-tuned, like throughout yeah. the whole musical, right? Yeah. And he was just, it or was La La a great, Land. Yeah. La yeah. La Land, you know, like yes, great actors, actresses, but they don't they don't have to sing phenomenally. No, not at all. And and even if Ryan Adams, which he may have, if I'm remembering correctly, learned piano for the movie. Ryan Adams. Not fucking Ryan Adams. God damn. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. My bad. Um. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. Sorry, Ryan. You know what? Sorry to both Ryans. Because yeah. I'm sure Ryan Adams would not appreciate... He would not appreciate that. ...being Ryan Gosling. And Gosling would not want to be Ryan Adams, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Maybe they will. By the way, shout out to Ryan Adams if you ever want to come on our podcast. Yes. We can smoke <laughs> weed and talk about funny things. <laughs> or you could just come over and jam. That's cool with us, yeah. too. We could talk about the VCR. Yeah, come demo yeah. the VCR with us. I mean, insane. That'd be the best. Yeah. You know, let's just put it out there now. Mm -hmm. Let's just try and... Whoever let's... knows if Totally Todd is on this, if Ryan Adams is on this, uh, you know, let's... Who else does he play with? Mason Stoops? Maybe a ben relative. Ben Al Al Alamon, his keyboard player. If mm -hmm. you guys want to come on, come on. Yeah. I think we should try and get to that place where we could just also... Mm -hmm. get together with bands and hang out and, and talk to. Because yeah. I think there isn't... Because I, it would be cool to see just how they get their tone. It doesn't have to be guitar tone, you know, because you can run any instrument level. Yeah, and I, I and I feel like it would be less of a production than someone having to show up for a reverb studio and film 10 minutes. It's like you could just have them pop in and talk music. And I'm sure a lot of people have already wanted to do that. I'm sure it's a dilemma of like everybody would love to have John Mayer on their show, but it's just a matter of having the hype or the... The connection mm -hmm. and so in the financial of the back end yeah, yeah well yeah exactly and so let's mm -hmm. put it out there get to that point in the podcast that'd be great <laughs> if you want to help us out and get there yeah because i would love to see how someone would use the diamond tremolo and the big sky differently than i would 
Yeah, and I'd love to also, yeah. uh, you know, pick someone's brain in a casual way, right? It's like you're not doing a demo and reverb for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're not being interviewed. We don't give a shit, like, if you're a politically correct person mm-hmm. or, or if you say the right things or answer the questions right or it, it's it there's no just come res- hang yeah just come hang come hang no some restrictions coffee. drink some lacroix coffee and lacroix La and lacroix 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 so it's lacroix i went to oh, their website what? uh-huh and at the bottom it says lacroix it rhymes with enjoy boom oh my god oh my god wow yeah that just changed things for uh-huh. me uh-huh it's the whole flanger flanger situation that we've heard about earlier. Oh my god, it's a uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's like just <laughs> It's like realizing you had a stain on your shirt for 14 years. Oh. Uh. And it was mustard. You know. <laughs> uh, the VCR, I really want to check one of those out. The VCR seems really cool. It is, and again, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, you know, Josh Scott Mm-hmm. This is for you, man. I love everything you do, but just put three clickers on that VCR. <laughs> you know, put three, put three stomps on it because uh, it, the switches are great. But you would you would give people so much value if you just made like three pedals in one that could all be used as one pedal too. Mm-hmm. And I get that that's the idea. But say I'm mid song and I want to take that chorus off, I'm not gonna bend over and flip that switch. So what's going to happen is I'm going to have another course on my board and it's going to make me not even want to put the VCR on there to start with. Mm -hmm. But then what if it takes up more real estate though? True. Think about the Chase Bliss pedal layout. Very true. There's, there's two switches, but they're pretty close together. It's about the same size of a stomp box of, you know, like the MXR Hammond case. I don't don't know exactly what it's called, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. If there's three of those, it would have to be somewhere along the size of. Not like the Big Sky or Timeline. That'd be a little bit too excessive. Yeah, but you know, I, I see what you mean. It would have to pedals. be beefier. Mm-hmm. And maybe beefier than it already is. I, I was under the impression it was a pretty big pedal. It is. But I get what you're saying. Like, it probably was an ergonomic design thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if we put three clickers on there and it's in the in it, and it's in a sea of pedals on a board, it's mm-hmm. going to become really difficult to click. Yeah. Would people get it if it's this big? And if it has that... You know, you know what? This is why I don't own a pedal company. But just maybe think of it. I don't know. Just maybe Josh. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. Scott. Mr. Um, Scott. <laughs> we're just giving you a general idea. Mm-hmm. You can decide whether you want to be in on this podcast or not. We've decided on releasing podcasts on different days. Mm-hmm. Every couple of weeks or so. Every few weeks to keep it yeah. fun. Probably every two weeks. It could be more. It could mm-hmm. be less, depending on where we're at. Yeah. You might get some bonus ones in there, here or there, some surprise ones. Yeah. But we're going to tease each surprise. week before we... <laughs> surprise. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to tease each week which style of pedal and which day mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be the week prior. So, for example, Austin, maybe yeah, run so... us through the list to give people an idea of what we're going to be doing. Yeah, so for Monday, it's going to be modulated Mondays. So say we do an envelope filter. It'll be released on a Monday because mm-hmm. it's a yeah. modulation effect. Yeah, or we do a tremolo kind of thing. Or we're going to hit a chorus. We'll release it on a Monday. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, But if, if Austin 
wanted to do a time-based effect. Mm-hmm. Good question, Ian. When would we release that also? We would do that on a Tuesday. But, you know, let me ask you something. <laughs> Say we wanted to do a reverb. Something really wet. When I think we... that would be Wet Wednesday. That sounds like Wet Wednesday. I think that's trademarked, too. Is wet it? Wednesday, TM. Don't take that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're hitting all these cool effects. A little bit more indie, a little more soundscape. What about those classic rock punk rock guys what what day are they gonna want to tune in yeah so for our um our fuzz face lovers <laughs> people who like to get down and dirty we're gonna have our thrashed thursdays yes where we go over anything from fuzz to od to what is that octave pedals we're also gonna maybe do on that day like a combination just, just octave some, into fuzz yeah we're fuzz gonna do octave. we're gonna we're gonna try and hit some tones that are more about melting your face mm -hmm. or obliterating your ears in the best way possible mm -hmm. on thursdays and fridays friday is a fun day so friday we're gonna take pedals mm -hmm. and do famous combinations those kind of things or we're gonna take pedals and do what would sound best signal chain wise what would it sound like feeding a tremolo into a reverb or a reverb into a tremolo yeah, and you know. what and what would be some desirable combinations if you mm -hmm. were doing that? What style of music would you be playing? What song could you use it on? And then on those fusion days, we're also going to, and this will be a little more in intermittent depending on the day. We're also going to occasionally hunt down some legendary tones. Yes. So for legendary example, tone. you know, like I said earlier, if we were doing, if we were trying to cover the Smiths tone. Mm -hmm. You know, we might do a day where we teach you how to specifically on one of their songs, how to accomplish or achieve a tone that they were mm -hmm. doing. Or like I said earlier, if you wanted to learn how to sound a little bit like Clapton on Layla or Clapton in the cream days, we're mm -hmm. going to um, focus on a song um, on those Fridays occasionally and hunt down that tone with you mm -hmm. guys. Um, and then Saturdays are going to be a really fun and interesting one. Mm hmm. It's going to be more experimental, I guess, really. Yeah, we kind of stray away from just guitar-heavy stuff. You know, we can get into DAWs and preamps and the coloring that a preamp can affect, you know, the sound of your guitar tone. Like doing everything into the front of your amp or, you know, just guitar into my pedals, into my amp or, you know, effects sends and everything like that, but choosing the right preamp for the right you know, sound you're going for. Am I going to go for an API right now? Am I going to go for a Neve? Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. I'm plug into a Shadow and Austin Hills. Austin is a, a wizard producer. And so he will be heading up a lot of those Saturdays um, that are focused more on, you know, using your computer um, in combination with some other things. Yeah. Just to achieve some gear, tones outside combined. of of pedals and outside of what most people have access to even, mm -hmm. you know, um, cause I think you do have the ability to, like you said, model a Neve or model a, mm -hmm. an API, right? Mm -hmm. um, this kind of stuff. So that would be Saturday and Sunday releases are just going to be kind of, you know, us talking. Yeah. Kind of what we're doing kinda now. What we're doing right now. Yeah. And it, you know, this is our first podcast. So bear with us. We're learning as we go yeah how to be podcasters really yeah and then also how to be a little more uh, articulate about 
pedals. And I think mm-hmm. this is part of our own selfish investment in it and selfish in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, we want to learn with you guys. So Sundays will be more free form than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday to Saturday, especially Monday to Friday, you can count on us keeping it pretty focused. Yeah. So today you've heard us talk a, a, about a lot of different kind things. Kind of went on a little roads. Yeah, we went down yeah. some tangents, and that'll be the vibe of, of Sundays in our talking podcast, mm-hmm. which is what comes out on Sundays. But but in those other ones, we'll, we'll do a little less of that. Um, actually, probably a lot less, and we'll focus just really on really fleshing out all the different aspects of the pedal, right? Mm-hmm. And then also mm-hmm. trading some licks. Austin and I back and forth trading some, some different stylistic ideas we have when we use a specific pedal mm-hmm. and then we'll just jam what the, out a what little the bit pedal the inspires you to do yeah you know playing through the mutron envelope filter that you have versus you know something like what's the other one that mxr one you have um yeah i have two i've actually I have two envelope filters the mxr one and then the mutron but i know what you're saying it's like it would be the difference of like Feeling mm-hmm. that funk inspiration. Feeling how they react Or to... that Grateful Dead inspiration when I pop on that envelope filter. Um, or even now feeling some of the, you know, John Mayer vibes when I pop it on. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, you know, hitting that Caroline kilobyte delay. Mm-hmm. And, and going from anything from like Bruce Springsteen to like a country slapback to mm-hmm. super trippy shoegaze or psychedelia. The kilobyte's an analog delay right yeah so the kilobytes a cool one in the sense that i just got this one actually recently shout out to caroline pedal company you guys fucking rock um <laughs> seriously uh you guys make amazing pedals and, and you're one of my favorite pedal makers um and especially this kilobyte it's just so much fun that, and and i could tell that's what they wanted to go for with it you know they mm. they have this old um i don't know exactly what it is i'm I'll research it for when we review the pedal, but there's a preamp that's driving this old like 64-bit chip that is used in like karaoke machines and like mm-hmm. arcade games, and um, to actually drive the preamp then drives that to actually get a delay tone. So, you know, if you really spend the time to play around with that pedal, yeah, you can get into all sorts of really fun delay tones yeah and we'll and dive wanna, deeper into it yeah and know? i want to say the kilo the kilobyte i think it's actually a digital delay digital delay yeah but they're trying to we'll have to look that up i think they're trying to emulate non-digital via digital almost like running digital through a tape machine to give it like a tape mm-hmm. vibe which i know people do sometimes digital run through tape can you do that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. or i think i've seen sean do that yeah. I'm not a producer, ladies and gentlemen. Please rail slash fire just Austin, a, not me. <laughs> what, lick Ripper? Just a Lick just Ripper. Just a Lick Ripper. Official title is a Lick Ripper. New Instagram bio, Lick Ripper. Lick Ripper. <laughs> That'll be my, um, my podcast persona. Yes. But Ian What's has... up? We're here with Lick Ripper. You know, like those morning radio yeah, guys. Really aggressive. Lick Ripper and the pig. And then yeah. you like oink over there mm-hmm. or whatever. Sound effects. And you just make a bunch of like bad sexual yeah. jokes the whole time. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
No, no, no. Yeah. You're not actually that guy, thank God. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Ian has some legendary tones to share. So when we when we get into his tones and all the goodness coming from it, it's it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's I think I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. Austin comes from a producing background. He's worked on a couple of fantastic indie albums. And and so he's got obviously an immense ability and an immense innate talent as a producer. And so his background is really focused on that. I've really stayed very much in the musical realm most of my life. I'm not educated very much on producing or engineering, although I understand it and I like to check it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know very much about it. So I think it'll be a great blend of backgrounds here where, Mm -hmm. you know, Austin and Austin is also just so you guys know, a phenomenal guitar player Um, on top of being a producer. He can also play piano, bass. So we've got this awesome, you know, killer talent right here as my right hand man. And then I think whatever I can bring to the table, it'll it'll create some cool synergy. You know, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a fun, fun podcast. Yeah, you guys stick around. Yeah, please stick yeah, around, stick people, around. and stick with us. We're gonna. This is gonna become more defined and refined, and yeah. and it'll it'll come more into form. But please stick around because I think you'll enjoy what we have to come. Yeah. It'll be a learning process for both of us. You know, this is the first podcast I've ever done. Yeah. And me too, thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. And also mm-hmm. it's the first amount of like public speaking I've done in a way where it's essentially live or essentially directly to the people. Yeah. You know, so um, bear with me through the ums and likes. They will disappear eventually. But for now, they are here. Mm-hmm. They are here for me too. Yeah. So. Well, I think that wraps it for today, right? Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I think, I think that's a good place to stop. That's a good place. I feel like we've we've really hit all we wanted to hit. And again, if you want to find out more about us, we're going to get a Twitter and a Facebook set up. But for now, we only have an Instagram. And we're going to start posting on that um, this weekend, actually. So it's called The Stompbox Situation. Mm-hmm. That's the name of our podcast. Please look us up on Instagram and check us out. Um, we'd appreciate a follow. And again, you know, you're going to start seeing content from us um, over the next few days and anticipate the release of, you know, the next few podcasts in the coming weeks, probably have two or three to kind of go into the new year. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just just stay tuned and we will put out all of our updates on Instagram for the time being. Mm -hmm. When we get our Twitter and our Facebook and maybe even a website or a contact email together, you will all be able to reach us there too. And we all, we have that in the works and we also have a video feed we're going to get set up eventually. Yeah. If we f- feel like the pull's there. And mm-hmm. um, if you guys like what you hear. Yeah. And eventually yeah. we'll do interviews. So just stay tuned. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in again. My name is Austin. This is Ian signing out. And signing out. This has been a, a phenomenal day. Yes. Conversation. Enjoy your day, people. <laughs>